Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fredo and Ron's Nameless Podcast. It's me, your host, Fredo, and my co-host, Ron. What's going on, yeah? Well, we're back after two special episodes back-to-back. I know it's the holidays, so we threw a bit of those out, and the mailbag episode is pretty fun. Um, I guess, you know, I've been, I've been away from Twitter for a while. Well, like, this is my third day gone since... I have been on strike because I want Fizdal out of here. Oh, and by the way, huh, I said I'm still with that. <laughs> yeah, have you have you been on Twitter like tonight? Have you been seeing like the uh, the potato pear meme? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to take credit for that. I know it's going all around Nick's Twitter right now, and we oh, started. Yeah, you definitely did tweet that out. I remember that. You no, know, but like no, tonight I switched it to my to my AV avatar, whatever. But the whole group chat we've been talking about is a potato or a pear. I think it's a we personally the smart people think it's a pear. I don't know. Have you seen it? Do you do you know you want to give your opinion on it? Oh right. You talking about the the Fizdale picture? Yeah, with the, the glasses. <laughs> they say it's a pear. I think it's a pear. You think so? It looks it like a potato to me. Bro, it has a stem on the top. It's a it's a pear. Oh man, I wish uh, I wish I had the picture right now to look at it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's a pair. All right. But, yeah, that's, that's going to be a topic, actually. That's going to be the topic, at least for me, for a little little bit. It's about Fizdale. All right. You know, it does start from the top, from the front office. But I, I saw, you know, I, I can't respond to some tweets. I'm going to stay to my word for, for now. But I saw someone... I see. I've seen this from multiple journalists and different people on Twitter, saying that Fizdale is being scapegoated, and he's not the actual problem. I don't understand how you can't like watch him coach a, a, a basketball team and not think he's not the problem. I, I'm going to point out a few things. I, I really, I, I think, are major issues. But like on the flip side, what 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 has he done that makes you think he's a good coach? You know, I think the question is that, you know, people need to ask, is this roster better than last year's? And it's clearly better than last year's. Of course. But people, yeah, yeah, but people are just saying, no, it's a bad team. He, how do you expect him to succeed? Bro, It. I'm about to read some names from last year and compare it to this year. We had Ron Baker, Trey Burke, Henry Ellenson starting games for us, Billy Garrett, Mario Hizonja, Isaiah Hicks, John Jenkins was starting a shooting guard for a few, few, few games. We had Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox was leading the team in total points scored. Not points per game, but his total points scored. That He was our go-to guy. I don't and know. How, and how many of those players is playing right now? I <laughs> I mean, yeah, clearly. I, I don't know where Henry Ellison is. I don't know where Billy Garrett is. I don't um, know where John Jenkins Mario's is. Mario's on the Blazers, right? Mario's on the Blazers, but he's yeah, been he, regulated to the bench. He went to the bench ever since Melo came back. He's probably one of the reasons why the Blazers were struggling. Yeah, so shout out to Carmelo Anthony. We'll talk about him a little bit. Of but course. That's, that's the question that needs to be asked. Is this roster better than last year's? It, it is, and he, they haven't been playing better. You can't tell me it, it, it's not. All right. We 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 gotta go back to um Fisdell's like we're not even talking about this year last year, but we have to go back into the past. Yeah. Grizzlies uh, was not yeah 
their record wasn't they barely was making the playoffs. They was a above average team, but they was not they had a defensive minded team, but they had defensive plays on their team. Marcus yeah. or Mike Conley, Tony mm-hmm. Allen. So was <laughs> did Fisdale ever deserve to be called a good coach? I I don't think ever, so. Did he ever set up a system where his team progressed each year? Bro. Why was he fired in the first place? <laughs> he was fired during like a 10-game losing streak and getting into some beef with Marcus Saul. Exactly. Right. You're you're beefing with your, your franchise player. And yeah. we all know we know what Marcus Marcus Saul's not even that type of ego maniac player. He's probably one of the nicest persons in the league. If you're having problems with your franchise player, Marcus Saul, that should have that should have, you know, put a red light. Bro, and he had he, I, I think it was two years in the Grizzlies, or he like one year was. I, I forgot how it worked, but he, it was a playoff team before he got there, and then, yeah. of course, some of his players played more efficiently. Mike Conley, I think, had a higher field goal percentage. Marcus Stoll started hitting threes, but they were a playoff team before. You know what? What that reminds me of? I, I, maybe I'm I sound silly with this, but I think it's kind of the same thing as the Tyron Lue effect in the Cavaliers. David Blatt and, and the Cavaliers, they were a playoff team. They made it to the finals. They were a really good team. Then Tyron Lewis handed the, the team. They played better. They they won the chip and everything. But then, they, you know, they start slowly disintegrating after. But that's what that's what it was to me. It, it was a really good team. And he's getting he got credited for this, David Fizzell. And, I mean, we even go back to the Miami Heat days. He was just an assistant. He, there's no, He's done nothing that... Makes me think this guy's a good coach. I never sense. wanted David Fisdale as the head coach of the Knicks. I remember I was campaigning for David Blatt back then. I really wanted some guy that knew what he was doing, an offensive coach and everything, with the years and experience. That, that was never David Fisdale. What is Fisdale known for as a coach? That's what I was going to say. What people convinced me about David Fisdale was he has really good player relations besides Marcus Gasol. Well, that's ironic, but... He gets he's really well liked around the league with like you know the big names like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, what whatnot. But also he's from Miami Heat, you know the, that's like the the development capital of the NBA. Everyone like trains really hard and whatnot. You know they get into really good shape. We saw Dion Waiters, D Wade had a, you know. I I I think. The Knicks have to hire a guy that's gonna win games. They need to hire someone that, uh, you know, that that's like that's like a veteran out there. We we can't have like these first time hires anymore. I, it, it, David Fizzle is not a first time hire, but you know we have to hire someone with a lot more experience. Uh, we watch it, him him coach with the Knicks, and there's like nothing complex. No 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 like plays being called. Exposing mismatches on offense or defense—it's extremely simple. You know what Monte Morris said tonight? When you know Rebecca Harlow, right? The the yeah yeah, yeah I saw I saw what he said. <laughs> Bro, let me let me say it out loud to everyone. Monte Morris was asked by Rebecca Harlow about the Nuggets and about the Knicks, and he said that the scouting report on the Knicks was that they tried to wall off the paint so shooters had to be ready. Bro. <laughs> Teams are already reading what we're gonna do. To to, <laughs> I don't want to defend him, but to his defense, Nuggets are one of the worst shooting teams this season. 
Are they really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, and I also and I also just found out the Knicks are actually the worst shooting team in the NBA right now, which well, which yeah. which which leads me to what I had to say. Uh huh. Okay. Obviously, we talked about the Knicks clearly have a better team than last season. Yeah. Julius Randle and I would say Bobby Portis are coming off career best years. Yeah. You would say right. Yeah. RJ RJ is clearly one of the best rookies this year, without a doubt. Promising, one of the young promising rookies. He's been regressing a bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And it's and it seems like. It seems like Fizdale doesn't have a a, a go to lineup. He it doesn't. Seems like these, it seems like these players are just being thrown around, different rotation. It looks like sometimes it looks like they don't even know how to play with each other. And it also comes to me my um, point about Julius Randle. You're you're putting him in a position that he was never good at. Yeah. Giving him the ball, giving him the keys. Making him the number one option. That's not that's not how he approved last year. He approved mm-hmm. off of offensive rebounds, mismatches. He was not he was not getting the ball on top of the key ISOing players. And it, and if you're gonna do that, you can't even do that because Julius Randle will drive and Knicks have is technically the worst shooting team in the NBA. Yeah, he's gonna get clustered, and that's why he has so many turnovers when he's driving and he's second guessing. He's he's Julius Randle's not a first option. He's not a first option. But <laughs> yeah, that that point to your lineups. I wanted to talk about that especially because that's like the biggest thing as a coach, as a game manager. You know, you're throwing out lineups out there, and he's the one that's handcuffing himself to these lineups. When R.J. Barrett sat the other night, he started Kevin Knox at the two. What do you you have Wayne Ellington and Alonzo Trier back there? Damian Dotson also waiting to play, and Alonzo Trier. Uh, a, a lot of things are being said about him, but even in the Bucks game, he played eleven minutes in the first half. He scored ten points. He didn't see the second half. They they were getting blown out. It, it was a whole bunch of garbage time. He he refused to play uh, Alonzo Trier, and you can't tell me. All right. Alonzo Trier, he's not a good defender. He's not. But if you're starting Kevin Knox at shooting guard, I mean, clearly you're not valuing defense uh, 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 during those games. And, you know, the Knicks have been bad in a lot of, like, like free, free throw percentage scoring and whatnot. But, like, Trier could help you in, the, in that right there. Ellington is shooting, like, 31% from three. Alonzo Trier is shooting 51% overall, but he's shooting 46% from three. Another stat for free throws: the Knicks are last in the NBA in free throws. He shoots eighty-one percent from the free throw line. He he had like he has like eight uh, DMPs in the last nine games. I re- I don't know what his, this guy is trying to do. He played, mind you, he played. He only played six minutes in this blowout. Tonight. Yes, yes, that's ridiculous. that's ridiculous. When you can't even find playing time. <laughs> for a team you're already losing by 40, you can't give Trey more than six minutes when the yeah. game's already already yeah. worn out in the third quarter. It's he has no, he doesn't know, he doesn't know his rotations. He's still trying to figure it out, and it's it's pretty much 22 games in the season. It's already like 20 one fourth of the season. 
And you yeah. don't and you don't know and you don't know who you want to play. Yeah, I I don't. And it's clear and it's clear oh, you that have a, you have an echo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he really I don't know his lineups it's ridiculous. If I'm James Dolan, the next thing I do, he he should have been fired after the Bucks game, especially cuz they're home until Saturday. And then they have a, a road trip. It's going to be hot, harder for your interim head coach to coach a team during a road trip. You're already setting him, him up for failure. But we just got blown out again. It's back-to-back 40-point losses. We have another game on Saturday. He should be fired tonight. It clearly looks like he's not going to be fired tonight. Hopefully tomorrow. Um, but if I'm James Dolan, I fire Fisdale immediately. I tell the front office, you pick your interim head coach out of who's on the roster right now. I probably go with Mike Miller, who probably has the most head coaching experience, uh, w- w- the the most moderate success head head coaching experience. I go with him. I let Scott Perry and Steve Mills, you know, do some trades or their trades online if if they want because these are their signings. And honestly, they haven't been that bad in that factor. I guess I know they traded from UDA second round pick. Uh, that's Blah, who cares? But I'm kind of I'm glad that they traded Porzingis. He doesn't look like the player who you know des- deserves that contract. But yeah, I know I would let them do the trades, and then if there isn't like progression by the end of the season in some format, something to look up to, you fire them. You fired the, uh, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, and honestly, uh. A shout out to the Mets because they just got Steve Cohen to to buy the team, who's like the 30th richest man in the world. He's going to spend money. Mm-hmm. That's really good for the MLB because there's no cap there. James Dolan will be a really good MLB owner because the guy <laughs> clearly spends money all the time, even if it's you know in bad signings. But he would keep spending, and that's a thing for the Knicks. I really, I don't hate him in that format, and he he's known as one of the better coaches in the NHL with the Rangers, like consistently. If James Dolan doesn't know how to hire people in the NBA, I would go to Adam Silver, uh, someone higher up, and just ask for help. I, I, I've i been tweeting. I want Adam Silver to intervene and, like, pick some guy that he thinks would be a, a good signing because James it's, Dolan cannot hire people. Steve funny. Mills – wait, sorry. But Steve Mills has been part of the Knicks for, like, over the last decade, and he gives him this president job. With like no prior experience, uh, this guy would not be hired in any other format, on any other team. But he gave him a job because he's his friend. So he has to admit failure here. Someone in the from the NBA has to intervene and, and help of hiring something. James Dolan is not going to sell this team. Yeah, it's funny you said that about Adam Silver because I just saw an article where he said that he won't help the Knicks. Oh my God. <laughs> I think it just came out today, which is funny that you just That's said so that. embarrassing. I mean, viewership is down every single year and, until the playoffs come. I mean, help the Knicks out. It, they're, they're, they're like your biggest market. They're the most valuable NBA team out there. Come on, please help it us would, out. It would definitely help as far as ratings. But, you know, it's it's the streaming era. Yeah, <laughs> but still, like, Knicks fans are so passionate. I mean, I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing about... Masai Ujiri or Sam Presti, um, 
I would love Masai, but that's just probably a pipe dream. Maybe James Dolan forks over, I don't know, 15, 20 million a year. I would appreciate that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other people that you can look out for. I know some 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 names people have talked about, like our Sam Hinkie from the Sixers. And I actually had a I had an odd one today uh, when I was speaking to my friends in the group chat. I kind of like Swin Cash because she has a connection to the Knicks and she's like a front office hire for the the Pelicans right now. She she's vice president of basketball operations and and like the the head of team development. I think that's pretty cool. I know she's been here in the Liberty for a while. She was an analyst for like the post game for the Knicks. That's probably something far fetched. I'm just I'm just talking, but yeah, I I would like her. I didn't I didn't know she was with the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, Dell Dems hired her. That's crazy. Pelicans have been doing a decent job too. Yeah, yeah. Ravens, Ravens, obviously down. Knicks are bad. Warriors are bad. The number one pick hasn't hasn't played a game, and we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, injuries. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. Honestly, just get the Knicks a good fucking team. I, I, I'm gonna we're gonna start talking about. Uh, prospects pretty soon. That's what I want to just talk about. I've been what I stayed up the other night at to like three four a.m. watching Lamelo Ball play basketball. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was I'm grateful he dropped a triple double, and I I see why his percentages are like really fucking garbage. Uh, if you look at his stats, he's the sole creator on that team. Like mm. he's doing everything on offense. It would if he wasn't involved, they were scoring on like a fast on a fast break or something else, you know, it, it was all him throughout that game. Mm. Yeah, the ball, I, I like him. I also like guys like Nico Mannion, Tyrese Halliburton as point guards, Cole Anthony, obviously. Um, Anthony Edwards is probably going to be the number one pick. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to talk, talk about prospects pretty soon. Yeah, that's why looking at box score doesn't always tell. It doesn't. The full story, which comes, which leads us to our next topic. Um, Carmelo Anthony winning Player of the Week. Um, I love it. I love it, it and he's so mad. And he's actually getting a guaranteed contract for the rest of the season, which leads me to this. Um, people were so happy that Carmelo was back. Like, yeah, some some are hating, but most of the majority was happy. Yeah, and and he's clearly helping the Blazers win game. I think they're what five and two with them, or six and two, something like that. Yeah, the guy gets awarded Player of the Week, which he may not have deserved. His numbers probably wasn't the best compared to others. But if you look, James Harden averaged what forty nine that week. But I think their Rockets were like three and one or two and one, and the Mavs also lost the game. Melo was averaging 22-9 and helped led the Blazers to an undefeated record. And the thing is, I saw I saw a bunch of media reporters. I saw a bunch of regular people, regular NBA Twitter, hating that he shouldn't deserve it. Which leads me to this. Since when did anybody care about Player of the Week? <laughs> I was about to say the same shit, bro. I, I, I didn't know this was going to be Since that when did anybody post, oh, yeah, he, this guy was Player of the Week. This guy was Player of the Week. <laughs> Melo was Player of the Week one week, and everybody all of a sudden cares about looking up stats and how good other guys were. I saw, I saw somebody tweeted out, 
that's oh it, they tweeted out 16 other people averaged more than Melo did and the fact that he was showing 16 people from even the eastern conference he yeah. wasn't even showing only the western conference so it was it was just unnecessary it was it was it was just it was just bad to look at like you, we all know nobody so cares about player of the week just yeah, give the fan his props He's playing way better than anybody ever projected. Like I said, I said he'll average a good 16. I said on best, he'll average 16 to 18. He's clearly playing better than that. So yeah. give the man his props. He should have been in the NBA a long time ago. I'm and, I'm, and I'm glad. And I'm glad that he got the guaranteed contract for the rest of the season. Yeah, props I love that. Props to him being ready to play. Training yeah. not, and not complaining that and moaning that he's not in the NBA. He got the call, he stepped up, and he's helping a playoff caliber team. I love it. Yeah. I love all of that. I mean, I, I'm really grateful about he got the, the guaranteed contract. That's just, that's security. You know, the team believes in you. You're going to stick it, stick there, hopefully make the playoffs. Um, they're going to start playing better. I know they had the, the bad streak to start off, but Lillard's back, McCollum. Nurkic is going to be back, I think, in February. But yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy for Carmelo Anthony. That Player of the Week thing was so goddamn corny. I, it, it's a nice feel-good story. You, you guys can enjoy that, but instead, everyone's bitching and complaining mm-hmm. with fucking advanced stats. I mean, the cornballs on NBA Twitter are—it's are, ridiculous, bro. It's—they make it awful to talk basketball. I mean, Kevin Durant. I know I, I shit on him about the Nets and everything, but he's honestly one of my favorite players ever. This guy is good on Twitter. I, <laughs> he, I love his tweet about like who the fuck wants to talk about graphs when when watching basketball. Yeah, it's basketball's a eye. Some some basketball's a eye test. Yeah, I mean I, I I do like advanced stats, but that's something. I I I like it more in the sense of the context have- of like team stats to like help your players play better. You can't compare like one team to another team because they play at different paces, different styles, and everything. But I do like advanced stats to an extent. But it, it's no one wants to fucking talk about graphs all the time. You can look at a guy that's a good basketball player and give your props, and that's it. But everyone wants to fucking, you know, suck fucking dick on. I'm oh, oh. talking about Carmelo Anthony. It's it's honestly as bad as I see. I saw it. Um, I forgot. Somebody was averaging 32 minutes a game, right? And yeah. this guy is is talking about his per thirty six. Yeah, bro, it's four <laughs> minutes less. It's, why, it's, why are we talking about his per thirty six, man? He yeah, just, like come on, man. These per thirty six, these events that some of these stats are pointless, and people look way too much into it instead of actually watching the game. And that's why most of these NBA Twitter people are just looking at the box score and not actually watching the game and having. Dumb opinions on everything, and it's honestly terrible. Yeah, and, I got you. And the only the only person that you could look at that box score and know they're trash is Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> you look at his box stats, and what you see is trash. It's it's honestly true because that man is doodle. Oh my god, uh, what has he been up to? I haven't heard his name in a bro. Eric Pascal is number one on the rookies um, leaders right now, a second round pick, yeah, rookie of the year, and this guy's already twenty times better than Draymond on the offensive end. 
Bro, Draymond. I like is, I like Pasol though. He's scoring uh, like two points. Yeah, I like Pasol though. He's from Villanova. I wish the Knicks would draft more Villanova players. Yeah, he's playing. He 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 got an offensive game. I tell you, he yeah. he's gonna pick up. But Jay yeah. Wright knows how to develop players. Jay Wright, please come coach my basketball team. Please. <laughs> he's never leaving. Bro, that's what I need the NBA to install, like, you know, the kill the one-year college rule. And, you know, have, have talent go straight to the NBA, go to the G League or whatnot. Yeah. I think that would push Jay Wright to, to join the NBA at that point. Possibly. I would love that. I mean, I, I really want this guy as a coach. I think he's a genius. I think he's much better than Coach K on Duke, which I think is overrated. Um, <laughs> possibly <laughs> over over the years, possibly, but I still love my Duke man. But um, I, yeah, I, get, he, I get it. He, he gets he gets out coached a few times. He does. He is getting old. It, it's you know. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about it. I'm still thinking about that game that they lost on uh, fast break. They stole the fast break layout. I still think about it. And I think they went <laughs> all the way down to number 10. What do you mean? Loss. Oh, rankings? Yeah, off that one loss. Damn. I haven't really watched college basketball like that this year. I've seen some prospects that I, I like. I watched, I watched Cole Anthony's first game. I like this one He's, player from USC. I think it's University of South Carolina. He he's been jumping in the draft really fast. Uh, on on Yeka, I think is how you pronounce his name. But he's a uh, he's like the best power forward in the draft right now. Cole Anthony's been playing bad lately. I think he's shooting like thirty eight percent. People don't want to talk about no, Cole Anthony's no. percentages compared to to Lamelo. I think Lamelo's shooting better on some percentages. Well, yeah, North Carolina's just ass this year though. So I don't, they don't have a good team. This is one of the first few years I've seen North Carolina not have a good team. I never liked Overall. watching Carolina for some reason. Yeah, well, you know I love Duke, so I hate North Carolina. So I'm glad yeah. that they're trash. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, one more quick topic that I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about Luca. Oh um, my God, rise his rise to stardom. Um, as as I said on an earlier podcast, I was a believer, but he's clearly leading the the Mavericks to a 15 to six record, even with his second. Go-to player is playing way under, underperforming. Just call him ass, bro. Porzingis is ass. <laughs> if he's underperforming, his max contract. He's, but, he might be overperforming at this point. <laughs> he's garbage. But yeah, I, I look. I'm looking into a few like Luca stats, uh-huh. and I saw somebody when I was watching. It said, "Um, Luca's usage rating is higher than James Harden." Wow. Somebody said that, the commentator. Don't quote me. I will have to Google that. But they said that Luca's use of rated is higher than James Harden. That's a little hard to believe. But it's also believable looking at the Dallas the Dallas stats. I mean, I, they have – outside of Luca is, is Porzingis, like Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. JJ uh, Barrera. Like they have, they have, they have good – Players, good Dude. average role yeah. players, yeah, That's not great, it. yeah. But Dallas is definitely, I feel like they're overachieving right now. Yeah, no, Luca's special. Six, did we expect that? I didn't expect that big of a jump. I don't know if it's gonna be sustainable. It's it's a lot. Of, it's a yeah. huge workload for Luca. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he's gonna have to old. Can we? Can he do that for 82 games? If he does it, I I, I was talking about this earlier. Like what he's been doing so far, at his age, he's entering names of like LeBron and Jordan at at yep. their at their age. If he sustains this, I mean, who knows what his he, what he's gonna be at the end of his career? Yeah, and the thing the thing that's never gonna go away is the the Trey Young and Luca debate. It's not, but which I like. They're both. They're both. Trey Young's balling too. Trey Young look, is looking like a top five point guard. Just, yeah, he's just on a losing team. He's just is his John Collins unfortunate. Ever since they lost them, they ATL just been terrible. Yeah, and of course, Kent Reddish is not playing up to potential. He had that big game last night. Yeah, though. yeah, he, he played great against the Nets. I hope that continues, Cam fam. Yeah, his 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 early struggles makes me look back to Brandon Ingram's early struggles. Ooh. So I'm not I'm not worried about. It. We all know Cam Reddish is an NBA player. He's just you know rookie. He's gonna get there. His play yeah. type his play type is similar to Ingram's. If he offensively, if you think about it, but, he he needs to play with more energy. Yeah, I think it's the biggest thing. He has the tools. It's just he's like too laid back sometimes. Some people say he tries to keep up like this cool, like character facade during games, and that's not gonna work. He, he's a he's a big athletic player. Like, you know, go grab some rebounds. Yeah, he play some hard sh- defense. He doesn't show much emotions. Yeah, I would love to see that because I, I really do think he's talented. He has good vision. He's he has a a good shooting form. He has size, pause. Uh, but yeah. But uh, talking about Luca, actually, I, I talk about this all the time. It it disheartens me. Uh, I don't know if you pay attention to this, but sometimes like I, I talk about it about Trey Burke cost us Luka Doncic. Oh yeah, <laughs> you said this many times. Yeah, and, and it hurts too because Luca came out of that Bleacher Report video saying he wants to be king of New York. Hopefully, he does come at one point after he's tired of playing with Porzingis. And but, it's crazy, but it's crazy that Luca would have been with KP in New York. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe Porzingis is so ass. He Luca knows he has to debt on him. Maybe rookie. I, I don't want to see. When is he available see. for extension next year? Luca. Yeah, or is it this this summer? I think it might be this summer. I I don't yeah. want to see the potential goat uh, spend his career in Dallas. Come to New York. I know you did not just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's no. time. To wrap, I think it's time to wrap this up after that comment. <laughs> you know what's funny? Somebody on somebody I was watching. I think it was ESPN, uh-huh. and they said they said it goes LeBron, Giannis, Luca, and then um Kawhi, Anthony Davis. After that, and I heard them say Luca is better than Kawhi, Anthony Davis. Almost lost my mind. Wow. I mean, oh, offensively, hey, uh, Kawhi's numbers have been like, hey, hey. what? <laughs> Let's talk about Kawhi real hey. quick. His number, he averaged like 35%. It doesn't matter. He just let his tape to the NBA Finals. You're right. You're right. He can have his early struggles. We know we know what Kawhi's going to do in the playoffs. And if you ever say Luka is better than Anthony Davis. But let's talk about Anthony Davis, his numbers. I know his numbers. He's on my fantasy team. 
why is why is he not why is he not getting as much as a front runner than LeBron? I mean, LeBron really- the league in assists at his age. I mean, I forget his age. I mean, yeah, he's leading the league in assists. He's doing it all efficiently. I I, it, I, I get the AD thing. It might but... it might be two 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 plays top five on the on the MVP. I mean, I I, I can agree with that. It might be. And and yeah, we we just talked about. It's funny we just talked about the Bucks on a thirteen game winning streak, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, I, I actually had no idea, and they just blew us out by like forty points on Tuesday. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy because last year Giannis was like talked about all the time. He's gotten and better. Now he's he's playing better, and nobody's talking about him. It's weird. It's just weird. The media the media controls what you want to know. It just yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Mm. That was a pretty fun episode. Next week. We have a potential special guest on the show, and the only teaser I'm gonna throw out there is we're gonna have a a lot of Porzingis advanced stats. <laughs> so that should be fun. Okay, but, that's the clue. I just yeah. want to confirm that you're not going on Twitter to Fizdale's fire. You're not tweeting. I'm I'm gonna have to tweet the episode, but oh, that's the only thing yeah. I'm gonna have out there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm. It, it should have been on Tuesday. You I don't never, know how long it's going to take now. You never know. You might wake up. And I hope so. I mean, it's just it's being inept. If Let's say they, they wait a couple of days and they fire him, I don't know, on Saturday. Let's say they fire him right on Saturday. You're starting a road trip. You knew you were going to fire him for a while now. And Watch tweeted that Steve Mills has been setting the groundwork to fire him. And you're going to fire him before a road trip or on a road trip? Knowing you've been wanting to fire him, I mean, the, the the perfect time to fire him already passed. The, the the next perfect time to fire him is ASAP. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh it's it's being inept. Uh hopefully uh, we wake up to good news. Uh sorry if this is gonna be homeless for the, for the holidays, but Oh my god. <laughs> but that's definitely a potato before we go. Right. That's, that's a that's a pear, bro. That's a damn potato, man. No, it's not. No, it's not. All right. You see the skin? That's a potato, man. All right, I'm ending this episode. I'll, I'll see y'all next week. Right. <laughs> Looks like a damn potato. <laughs>